Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. I'm Anthony Moore. I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Church, located in Fort Washington, Maryland. You are on the Carolina Prayer Call Line. I'm grateful for your presence, and thank you for being a part of this um, prayer call. We rise early in the morning, making prayer and interceding on behalf of others a part of our development and growth in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's one of the disciplines that um, we see Jesus implementing in his life and um, certainly leave on record for us to carry on. And so thank you all so much for rising early in the morning. Um, For some of us it's 6 a.m., for others it might be 5, for some it may be even um, 3 o'clock in the morning, depending on the time zone in which you are um, a resident of. So grateful for your presence. I do want to challenge us. Uh, We can only do this when we work together and we spread the word and have others to be a part. And so I want to challenge you as we go into 2024 that um, we would um, enlarge our circle and certainly impact and advance God's kingdom to a whole nother level. I do want to today um, share with you what I started talking about on last week, wanting to make sure that you all were clear on the direction in which I was going to be discussing and looking at in terms of God's word, giving unto us instructions um, before we even get to the interceding and praying on behalf of others. I, in fact, um, I think all of, I shared with you all that we were going to be dealing with and talking about the idea around discipling our children and our grandchildren. Um, Children and our grandchildren, many of us, Um, that are even on this call are at a place in life where our children are probably now grown or um, they are on their way um, into adulthood. But then there's a great number of us who are on grandparent duty, and then there are some of us who are even great-grandparents. And so I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, And I don't want anyone to think that because your children are grown that we still do not have or don't have a responsibility to disciple the persons whom God has given unto us under our um, pavilion as our children and relatives. I think that you all would agree with me regardless to where you are stationed in these United States or in the world period, I think that we'll discover that we're seeing an uptick where crimes are being committed by our young people, regardless to where you're located, regardless to where you're listening to this prayer call from. I think all of us will agree that what we are seeing as a trend is that the enemy is infiltrated the minds of our young people, making it almost impossible for us to um, do some of the just normal things like walk the dog, um, go from our home to our car without being carjacked, um, pumping gas without having to 
be conscientious about those persons around you. Um, robberies and, and homicides and guns that are being toted to schools by students, and there are student shootings and going on in the schools. I think bus rides where children are on the bus on their way to schools and the kind of activities that they are being involved in, whether it is violent or sexual in nature. I think that those of you on this call recognize that um, there is an uptick. And the question is, what do we do? And I, I said this before, I'll say it again. We can throw all of the money we have, and we can create all of the programs that we want, but until we do what God has called us to do, and that is to make disciples um, of our children, of our neighbors, of our relatives, until we do that, we're going to forever have the problem, and it will progress in nature and become worse. And so I want to spend some time talking to you all, um, probably for the next two or three sessions that we get together, about how do we disciple our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren? How do we disciple this new generation? Um, how do we disciple our nieces, our nephews, um, the ones who call us uncle and aunt, who are not really related to us? How do we disciple the neighbor's children? What do we do, Pastor? Now, I do know that knowing how to disciple children can seem overwhelming. But the question is, where do we start? I remember when Lady Cynthia and I, when we had our firstborn boy, Jamal, I was eager. I was eager to share Christ with him. Couldn't wait to start having deep conversations with him. Um, I couldn't wait to start reading the Bible with him and seeing what God would do in his life. I couldn't wait. I was eager to get going with all of the things. I'm praying over him while even in the womb of Cynthia. Um, I read books to my son. I read books to him before he was born. I started reading to him in the womb. Now, as, as, as anxious as I was, um, I wanted to do everything I could to make sure that I gave my children the kind of track of growing and knowing the Lord that I knew would be impactful in their lives. Um, I want to tell you all this, and this is what I, my first point that I kind of want you all to know. This is why I made that statement. The first thing that I want you all to know is that discipleship of our children that process begins right away. That's the first point that I want you all to know. I don't care whether it's your child, your grandchildren, whether it's your great-grandchildren, whether it's your niece, your nephew, the process of discipleship begins right away. And here's why, you all, because even as babies, our children are learning about what kind of love we show. Hopefully, you all, they are experiencing the love of Christ in a way that we, when we, the way that we interact with them. But as they move into their toddler years, they are learning about authority. They are learning about kindness. 
they're learning about patience. And little opportunities arise for us to show them all the things God has created or to memorize their first Bible verse. By the time they get to their preschool and early uh, elementary years, the opportunities to discuss um, begin growing, and they are learning so much so quickly. When you look at their early elementary years, their preschool years, they are learning at a rapid pace. They are, they are, they are so keenly observing into the way that we live life, how you talk to them and how you talk to others. Children can be so brutally honest um, when they hear the kind of conversation we have and they align that with what we profess over against how we're living, and they come to conclusions about us and about our relationship with God. They come to conclusions about how our faith impacts our everyday life. They take in much more than we think they do. I mean, you, I'm, 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 our children are observing, they are learning, and they are learning at a fast pace. And all, I said all of this to tell you all that discipling our children starts at day one. It's a, it's a process that begins right away. It's a process that begins right away. It begins as we are praying over our children in the womb and continues on throughout their lives. It is an all-of-life kind of thing. Now, I, I do want you all to know this. Please, please, here's the second thing I want you to kind of log in your notes. As we go through our day-to-day life with our children, we will be pointing them to be a disciple of something or someone. Y'all, please hear me. Come, I need you to get this. Please get the sleep out your eyes. I want you to, I want you to hear me on this. As we go through our day-to-day life with our children, with our grandchildren, with our great-grands, with our nieces, with our nephews, we will be pointing them to be a disciple of something or someone. And as believers in Christ, we should desperately want to point them to be a disciple of Jesus. So here's the question, y'all. What does it look like to disciple our children? What does it look like to disciple our children? And why should this be a priority for every believing parent, every believing grandparent, every believing um, uh, aunt, every believing uncle? Um, uh, Why should this be a priority for us? Why should we disciple our children? Why, Pastor? Y'all listen. Here's the first answer. Y'all, we're commanded. Please let me give this to you. We're commanded to pass on Jesus to the next generation. I don't have anything deep. It's it's simple, y'all. We're commanded to pass on to Jesus, to pass on Jesus to the next generation. We're commanded to do that. See, all over Scripture, we're commanded to make disciples. We're commanded to make disciples, whether you're looking at Matthew 28, verse 19 through 20, whether you're looking at 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 2. We are commanded to make disciples. We're commanded to pass on Jesus to the next generation. 
as parents, as grandparents, as aunties and uncles, we're commanded to teach our children the ways of the Lord to pass on our faith to the next generation. And I think Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy 6, is a really helpful chapter on both the why and the how of discipling our children. For the why, we will look at specifically verses 4 um, through 7a, the A clause of verse 7. Verses 4, and I'm going to read it to you. I want you all to get this, and I'll leave you alone and pick up here next week. As, 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 as parents, y'all, we're commanded to teach our children the ways of the Lord, to pass on our faith to the next generation. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting with verse 4, all the way to verse 7a, the A clause of verse 7. Here's what it says. Hear, O Israel, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. So not only are we to love the Lord our God with all of our heart and have his words on our hearts, but we're commanded to diligently teach our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews, to love the Lord and his word as well. I could point to so many other places in Scripture that also tells us to share Christ with our children. If you look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, Ephesians 6 verse 4 tells fathers to bring their children up in the discipline and the instructions of the Lord. That's Ephesians um, chapter 6 verse 4. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 says to us, train up a child in the way that they should go. It is clearly important to God that we pass on the glory of God and the excellencies of Christ to the next generation. And it is also clear that as parents faithfully discipling their children, that this is one means in which God uses to fulfill the great commission of making disciples of all nations. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to quit here, but I think you all, we've got to admit, it's a great privilege to be able to disciple our children. What a privilege it is, which then means and begs for us to look at and acknowledge maybe where we have made the mistake is not being the kind of parents who would send their children or bring their children to church so they can begin to learn about Christ. Maybe we've made a mistake. Maybe we have gone wrong by not making it a requirement for our children to learn about Christ. I'm sorry, the word says we're commanded to teach the next generation about Christ. Hey, listen, you. I'm over time. I got a lot to give to you. We need to pray. Um, um, I need you all to know that um, we want to continue praying for First Lady Moore, uh, for Cynthia Moore, for Brother Larry Thomas, Jackie Thomas, Deacon Sharon Darren, Brother Gary Davis, who's diagnosed with cancer, requesting um, prayer for, for Kathleen and Michael Davis, Mary Davis, um, Deacon Evelyn Max, Sister Martina Baxter, Associate Pastor Talia White, Velda Jones, Sister Gaylene Musgrove, 
um, who's going to be having a procedure on the 8th um, of this month. For Lakeisha and Kirk Moore, we're praying. For Elois Dix, we're praying. For Courtney Dozier, we're praying. We're continuing to pray for our oldest son, Jamal Moore. Um, Nicole McDaniels, we're praying for Deacon Ruby, both her cousin, um, both her co- a cousin and her uncle transitioned. Deacon Ruby needs our prayers as she's looking to minister to that family. Praying for Brother Joe Johnson. We're praying for Anthony Watts, uh, whose sister Pam Lee is having back surgery on today. Um, we're praying um, for Anthony. We're praying for Brother Harold and Sister Virginia Blackwell. Praying for Gary Barty. We're, we're praying today for um, Brother Robert Davis. Praying for Juan Taylor. We're praying for Kimberly Baker, who had um, surgery or procedure um, earlier this week. We're praying for her. We're praying for you, my brothers and sisters who are on this call, believing that God is going to heal and to deliver and to speak and to make a way for us. We're praying for UBS and for um, um, Christy Thielen and Garen Thielen. Praying for those persons, Art Alley, who's traveling to Japan. I'm lifting you all in prayer today. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for giving us this privilege today to call out names and to intercede on behalf of unto you, to you because, God, we know that you are all-powerful and that you have what we need if we would only seek to reach out and grasp it. We thank you for your word that tells us that if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, um, um, that all and all these other things will be added unto us. God, we are we're praying. Um, we wanted to make you first and make you a priority in our lives. And so, Father, we believe that even now, that as we prioritize your word in our lives and our actions, that you're getting glory, and that what that that we desire, God, you're going to fulfill and make a way for us. So I pray today, God, for our children, for our schools. I pray for parents, for grandparents, for aunties and uncles. I'm praying for teachers and principals. I'm praying for our correctional system, for our politicians, if we're trying to implement um, those things that are necessary to hold young people accountable. I'm praying, God, that you would... um, Awaken us to know that without you, nothing is possible. Lord, we need you. I pray for marriages today, for relationships. I pray for men who are trying to become men of God. I pray, God, that you relieve the pressure. God, I ask that you would um, use Carolina Church and me as a voice to channel your people to love you more and to become more like you. Lord, hear our prayer today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, listen, you all. Thank you all for your time today. And um, I pray that God will give you peace as you go through this day. I've given you some principles to ponder over and to begin to enact upon. On your mark, get set. Let's grow. I want y'all to have a great day on purpose and know this. I love you with all my heart.
Have a great day.